<laughs> I listened to the other episode when you count back from 10 and it was I was too like, long. oh my God. He wasted so 10. He wasted 10 seconds. He wasted five seconds is what I think. But anyways, hello. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Monday. Ching, ching. It was Happy kind Monday. of a, kind of a dreary Monday. Yeah. Really dreary Monday. We are going on how many days of quarantine now? I don't even know. Well, today, Way too many. Yeah. What Today's the 30th and I'm... I know that the last day I went into my office for work was the 12th. Yeah. So 18 days. Yeah. Something crazy. It's, oh. it's, yeah. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Stir well, crazy. <laughs> anyways. Um, hello. Hope everybody is staying healthy and safe from this crazy COVID-19 virus. We are um, sitting tight at our kitchen table. I have a glass of, of wine from William Chris Vineyards. I have a big yeti full of water <laughs> some of us consumed more libations than others this weekend so i am having a glass of red wine but the other pieces i don't i wonder if other people feel like us like i don't know what day it is i don't know what time it is i just, yeah the quarantine has thrown me way 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 off it's like um uh, i saw a thing the other day that was saying it's like being in a vegas casino mm -hmm. you don't you don't have any idea what time it is um, you're spending money because everybody's money. ordering online. Yeah. yeah, funny stuff. So anyways, okay, today's episode, we are going to try something um, kind of neat. We had some questions come in, um, but people sent us audio files. So what a cool way for us to hear directly from others that are kind of contemplating the same things that we are. And so the first question we got was from Wendy. Hi, Denise. Hi, Matt. This is Wendy from Corpus. I just want to say thank you to you both for the podcast. I've been following them and enjoying them. So kudos to you both. Denise, I do have some questions for you, though, mainly about journaling. I had overheard you speak about journaling and one of the podcasts. And for me, as an adult, I myself try to journal a lot, only I get distracted. Denise, is there a good time to journal do you find yourself journaling in the morning, in the afternoon, when something pops up in your head? Do you just write it down and then backtrack to it? Or do you journal at night when everything's said and done before bed? Thanks for sending that in, Wendy. It's a great question about journaling. And I think Matthew and I can both speak to this from completely different angles. So for me, I journal at all different times of the day. Um, I journal at a time when I, d I don't want to lose um, an idea or a phrase. Most of the time, it's about a phrase that I have heard, and I use that as inspiration to start journaling. So I wish I could tell you that I had more structure uh, to when and how long I journal, but I really just try to capture a question or a phrase or an idea that kind of strikes me and respond to it in my journal. The other piece that I use journaling for is um, I go back and read my journals a lot or my notes. I mean, to me, uh, my journal is just like a glorified notebook of all of these streams of consciousness that are going on. So um, I use the journal just to track my track my ideas, track my thoughts. And um, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I think 
you know, I noticed the part about um, uh, getting distracted. And I think that was part of her question. Just just the, the fact that when you sit down to journal, sometimes you think you have something to say and then the, uh, some kind of distraction occurs and then you kind of get taken out of it for whatever reason, which is really common. Um, and I've heard it said by many different writers that really, you know, the biggest problem for writers isn't so much having ideas or or having something to say it's constant disruptions and i mean look at the way our lives are now it, it's it's we're built to operate around a constant plethora of varied dis, disruptions and so i think that if there's a way for for getting a good journal entry out or at least one that you can kind of go back and maybe use as a reflection piece um i don't know to me it, it has to be something that struck me number one and and so much on a gut level that i'm ready to either pull out my computer or just my phone um and then number two really find 20 minutes and i'm i'm 20 is an arbitrary number i don't mm -hmm. i don't really know it doesn't have to be it could be five minutes um but Denise is just shaking her head at me. No, 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 no. Um, well, I heard a night. I heard a podcast, another podcast, Armchair Experts, and this great um, behavioral psychologist was on there from Stanford, and he said that the way to shift habits. One, he he did a book called I think Tiny Tiny Habits. Uh huh. And um, the, I think you were telling me. Yeah, the idea was to start as small as possible. So he was like, set a goal that is so small. And yeah, you, yeah might this think, makes sense. you might think, oh, that's way too easy, right? But he was like, I wanted to change, um, you know, I wanted to work out more. And so I set a goal for two push-ups a day. Yeah. And so to me, if you're going to journal, if that's something that you really want to do, um, choose the smallest thing. And maybe it's just choose the same prompt every single day like it doesn't need to be a different prompt maybe you have a prompt that'll spur your thinking and you respond to it so a very concrete example that i've seen and i really want to order is the shot forward is pimp and joy and all of this oh yeah 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 they have a gratitude journal right now and it's called the four things four things is like their uh their i what do you call it like, yeah it's, it's like your mantra like your or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and in there, the journal is literally the same thing every single day, and it's just four things that you're grateful for. Yeah, and I, and maybe and maybe that's the best way to go about it, especially if you're trying to do it and you find that you continuously get distracted. Um, that's probably a really good, you know, for, for me, I've always kind of tried to stick to the 20 minute thing because if I actually feel like something's worth pulling out my journal for, uh, I used to do it every day. Now I don't, I, 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 you know, if I go back and look, it, it is pretty wild though. If you go back years later and look oh, yeah. at old journal entries, you, you just see what, what kind of a headspace you had, uh, at that time. And it's, it's, it's pretty wild. And it's um, really great to yeah. just go, whoa, that's where I used to be in my thinking Yeah, and it's changed so much or it's dang i read that from 15 years ago and i haven't changed at all yeah right there's you know? that too but you know i think to your point whatever it is you need to be able to find a, a quiet place 
for whatever amount of time it is that you want to accomplish. And, and maybe at the beginning, it really is a good idea to just try to spill it out in two, three minutes, you know? Well, the other um, thing that I thought was a great idea that I heard on that Armchair Experts podcast was he said, tie in your small thing right after a habit that you always do every day. So his specific thing was, after I turn on the shower to let it heat up, I'm going to do two push-ups. That's good, yeah. Because you always do this habit already, yeah. and you have a small amount of time, so just tack it on to something that, you've already, that you already do every day, and then it just feels like you're adding on to it. So um, anyways, Wendy, I hope that that uh, motivates you to try try something and start small and find um, something that works for you but also just be cool with the fact that it looks different for everybody and your journaling is going to look different than mine or Matthew's. Yeah and it's almost you know it's one of those things too where it, as long as you build a habit of it even if your first journal entries or whatever even if you think that they're not going anywhere you think they're kind of worthless or whatever because that, that would happen to me a lot but what's odd about it is you don't realize that you if you're being totally honest and just pretending like um no one's ever gonna read this which you know they probably won't you it'll be you unless unless you allow it to be read um but if you just go about it like that then the honesty starts to come out and that's really where i noticed some of the best journal entries um to look back on was man i was being blatantly honest with myself there uh some pretty wild stuff but anyway yeah we hope that helps okay so first that was first question yeah and so all of these kind of tie in with what we're talking about today which is going to be um you know how to determine what projects to work on and what people to work with um so all these kind of can hit in that same same area okay um, so we got a couple other questions in that we'll um kind of bring up but Today's episode is really going to be what you just said, right? How do you choose projects? How do you determine who you're going to work with? Yeah, uh, choosing projects and people. And, okay. um, you know, it kind of this this concept does kind of tie in with uh, Lauren's question. Okay. So now we'll go ahead and you can listen to Lauren's question. Hey, Denise and Matt, this is Lauren from Round Rock, Texas. I'm a writer. It's not my day job. And I also don't have an MFA. For me, this has been really difficult because I think I struggle to find community and find resources in comparison to my colleagues who do have a Master of Fine Arts from a graduate institution. I don't have thousands of dollars or the time to spend on that, though. Do you have any advice for how other creative moonlighters who lack a formal education can build community and be successful? It's such a thoughtful question. Because yeah, and before you answer that, like her voice is perfect for radio. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. maybe you should become a podcaster yeah. yourself if you haven't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, I noticed in there, you know, the focus on an MFA and, you know, I. I can speak to some of that. I don't have an MFA either. Um, I do have some formal training in, in what I chose to to pursue, uh, primarily just the acting side of it. But outside of that, everything else I learned was, you know, by doing projects and um, finding people to work with that would also want to work with me. And we just kind of had a like uh, set of interests. And so... There's a few ways that that 
I've, you know, and it kind of sounded like your, your question went into really two different things. Um, number one, finding people to, to work with that would, I guess, kind of fit into a, a certain tribe, if that, if we can call it that. Yeah, you can um, call it a tribe. And then number two, uh, just feeling like you can find an angle to pursue your writing um, in a, you know, as a creative moonlighter or in a, in a more professional way uh, without having to feel like you went and trained formally for this. So um, I'll add to that what you're talking about. Okay. In, I think it was even in our very first episode, we talked about why we love Austin so much. And part of it is because if you want to be a creative, if you want to create something, go find a blank wall. Go find a blank building and paint a mural on it, right? Yeah. Go find other people and pitch them your idea. And if they're on board with it, make a plan and you do it. So I think uh, one thing that I would encourage you to do, Lauren, is not to get hung up on that you need a formal education. Uh, education looks so different these days in that you can learn things on YouTube. You can order a book and you can read about it. Um, you can take classes. And um, and that is the beauty of where we live and what in like the state that we're in. So well, that's and on just, top of that, too, yours is more focused toward being a writer. And and that's another really interesting that that one to me is, you know, wanting to be a filmmaker and is a whole other thing because you, you're going to eventually have to have a whole team of people. You're going to eventually have to have a whole bunch of equipment and you're going to have to be able to balance and coordinate schedules and all this crazy stuff. But to be a writer, as you already know. Um, you just need some platform to write on it, whether it's a notepad and pencil or it's your computer and just a quiet space to really dig into those thoughts. And the biggest thing that I can think of, you know, is in, in, with any project, let's say you decided you wanted to write a book or something. I don't invest my, I say this, I, I'm saying this should be my rule. This is not the rule I followed, but um I think it's a good idea not to invest time, money, or effort into anything unless it inspires you to solve a certain problem or something that's kind of hanging over your, you know, or weighing on you really heavy. Um, I don't go to make a movie about just anything. Like if I'm gonna bother to go through all of that trouble, it's gotta be a, a big idea or a concept that's really, really, really important to me or it's got me really obsessed. Well, and I think that goes back to the non-attachment thing is um, don't get stuck on this vision of what success is going right, to look right. like in whatever you know area that you're striving for. Well, and, I, and the other thing about being a creative moonlighter is that you try to move slowly so that you're avoiding these giant failures. So in other words, like just because I want to make a movie, maybe I have an idea for it, but I'm not going to go quit my day job tomorrow and just start making this movie. Um, I know we've heard many success stories. People ha that happens and it does happen. But but uh, it, it doesn't interest me that much to just like throw everything on the line for one project because one project is probably not going to be at least in especially in my case but let's just we'll equate it to writing if it's a book or whatever um i almost just feel like 
the more creative you are or the more the more you have to say the more creative you're going to be and if you're already kind of one of those people you're going to want to do more than just one of whatever it is be it a book or you know a blog or whatever well and it goes back to it connects back to even wendy's question earlier yeah start small yeah right if you want to write write a story send it to people yep Get them, give them, give it to them to read it. Look for a club that that people will, they also aspire to do the same thing. Yeah, and to the second part of your question, as far as finding people, meeting people, um, I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of, it, it, you, and we all know uh, people who just kind of have the same, I don't know. It's just like you talk to them and you feel like you're just sort of speaking the same language. And when you find those people, you really got to hold on to them because they very well could be. And we talked about this in a previous episode. Um, they may be just a hair or a, a small amount ahead of you in whatever it is that you're trying to do. And if they are, that's a good thing because um, they're going to be great for pushing you, uh, even if even if they don't know it, you know. And so you just, I don't know, it's, it's not the easiest thing. It's like easier said than done, but it is a really good practice to, I think, really look for those people and, and when you find them, kind of hold them close. But when you're saying look for those people, yeah, I think that's a question that she's asking yeah. is- Where to look. Yeah, what, where am I looking? <laughs> where am I supposed to go look? Yeah, where people? am I just yeah. going out in on the trail and looking for people? Well, or I where? mean, I guess we're all, you know, we're all kind of social beings. And when you're out and about, there are just some people you click with better than others. And and I and I mean, we Lauren, we know you, so we can just say, obviously, I, I know that, that you carry on a great conversation. So there's no way that, that uh, you, you don't know what I'm talking about here. And, and uh, absolutely, you've had these moments, I'm sure. It's just a matter of, um, I don't know, you know, figuring out what, what things that, that you want to accomplish or take part in and really try to seek those people out when you meet them and hold on to them. I, I, I know that's not a great way of saying how to meet I can people. add to what you're okay. saying. So I know we both know Lauren. Lauren's an amazing person. She's very active. Yeah. Well, we're talking to you, Lauren. So yeah. I guess we're going back and forth <laughs> to talking to you. And, you are out and about. <laughs> yeah. And then also talking to anybody listening. Um, I think find your inquisitive, let your inquisitive side drive it a little bit when you're when you're looking for community. And what I mean by that is you're involved in triathlons or in you're in a training group well likely you've made a connection with those people because of the triathlon but i bet there's probably somebody that has an interest in writing or reading or any of those and it's in those moments where after you've done a a ride or a run and you're just sitting around shooting the breeze and you start to ask them about what other things they're interested in yeah and you find connections with these people that you spend a lot of time with but you only know a little bit about mm -hmm. like for me i think about that with my yogi group that i'm with i have a core group that we've all gone to the same yoga studio the same group of people for years but we really only know each other as yogis yeah 
And just recently, one of the people that goes there, Ranga, he's such a good connector. He asked all of us to go to brunch one morning and we learned so much more about each other because we actually did something outside of what we already had in common. So I think part of the way to find community is to look within the communities you already have first and foremost, and then maybe explore that a little bit further. Yeah, and and you know, the right, the, the hardest part, again, uh, maybe the second hardest part, the hardest part about writing is probably the disruptions. But the second hardest part about the writing, I think, is that when you think you're like, you've worked something over for so long that you want to get somebody else's eyes on it, you, you, you now have to find somebody you really trust and whose opinion you really, really want because because um, I, I don't think you, you're going to want everybody's opinion. And here's why I say that it actually ties in with one of the things that I that I uh, and this may be extending further on your question. But um, you look, if you're if you've got a certain mentality about what you think is good and you find someone with a similar mentality of the things that they share in common. And for me, I'm just going to relate it to movies. If, if if the top 10 movies on somebody's list is like if half of them are the same on my list, then I know we've got something that clicks. Even if you had three. Even if we had four. three. But but yeah. And so that might be or that's probably going to be a person I'm going to hand a script to or I'm going to show a movie to. Um, and once you kind of find that little tribe of people, you're you're going to continue to have those people's opinion probably forever. I mean, you know, and that's it's why people in the industry, I go to movies because you're talking about yeah. that. It's why they always collaborate. So Quentin Tarantino always uses probably a yeah, they, consistent they have a person. Pretty good pool of people that they're going to continue, you you know, working with because they found and, and you, you know, you used to like in a way from from my perspective, it used to be like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's this who, you know, thing or whatever. And, and to an extent, it is that. But once you found that tribe of people, then you can understand why they continue to work together, especially when you're talking about movies. Well, they but trust each other. They trust each other. And I think that's a huge part of finding any tribe within any art form um, is you, you've got to you've got to find that. And again, we haven't given you the probably perfect answer for finding it. Um, but I definitely don't think it has to be. Now, you said you had friends in the MFA, you know, in that kind of a community where they, they come from that background. That's certainly not bad or wrong. I, I, I definitely uh, have friends that went to film school. Um, I'm just not one of them. But I, I certainly don't look at it as a way to um, as, as something that has to be for any art form. Um, and I think it's going to that actually sparks two other ideas that I want to explore in a later episode is giving and receiving feedback. So I think once you start to build your tribe and you find people that you feel that you can trust and they're honest with you, you got to be able to give feedback and you got to be able to take it. And that might not always be good feedback. Right. Sometimes it's going to be constructive criticism that pushes you forward. <laughs> or sometimes it's just going to, well, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, take a real shot at you. A uh, thick skin. Maybe yeah. the title of that episode should be "Growing or Thickening Your Skin" or something. Yeah, like that. and I have some other things too that I've got, gotten to, especially whenever you find those people in terms of like 
the particular project or a specific project, be it a book or a piece of art or movie or whatever. Yeah, um, and I think another piece that that also goes to that I want to explore later is fundamentals. So what I will say is if, in this case, Lauren, you have friends that do that did go to school and have their degree, the one thing that they do have is they were trained in these really technical um, methods for writing. I think about tennis. Again, I'm gonna go back to tennis because I grew up playing tennis my whole life. And, um, you know, before you can get, before you can innovate or you can change and become Serena Williams, you needed to have fundamentals. So I think your idea also about, that's the part where you gotta get um, your own education by reading a book, by studying, you know? Yeah, I don't, it's it's kind of crazy because it's almost like, you know, um, I was talking to this actor recently and he 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 was playing guitar. He knows about how to, you know, he, it's kind of a hobby really for him. But he grabbed the guitar and he played this one note and he was trying to, you know, basically relate something that we were talking to about talking about uh, within a movie. And, and he was relating it to music for a second. Right. So he's he's working across different mediums. But what he's also what he also did right after that was he played this one note and he said, I learned this note last week and it took me all these like weeks before I could actually play that one note. But as soon as I could play that note, then I could play this, this and this. It was like three different notes after that. So it's just I feel like there are little breakthroughs that come with any of that stuff. And, I and you know, for anybody who wants to write, um, probably just just doing it all the time and then finally getting to the point where you're comfortable enough to share it with someone. Um, because if you don't share it, that is the hard part where it's like, now it's just like a, you're, and this is this is with any art form. If I make a movie and I don't show it to anyone, well, it was just for me then, I guess, you know, and that's okay too. But if if the goal is to push it more outside that realm than than really finding those people and getting and getting that out to them and actually making a point to say all right next month i'm going to share something with somebody you know well that that's of, another question that i want to explore too is um is art always for others or is it is it so, what is art it's well, yeah <laughs> what are you lisa turtle what is art um is art art are we are <laughs> saved by the we just dated ourselves saved by the bell um so i, I, I yeah it's either i don't i think there it can be both ways there's definitely i know filmmakers who make their movies are for them and they share they share them but what they also do is they only are sharing them to the people who they know will also dig those movies it's, you know so it's not like they're trying to reach some massive audience or some artists are just artists they just have to create and they don't want to share it with other people. yeah yeah that's and i and everybody needs to figure out which you know of those varieties they are uh but i definitely think that once you really start to find just a few people who kind of inspire you to keep creating um and then you to share with them what what it is you're creating uh then that kind of snowballs it really kind of it can happen you know kind of quickly too uh, to where you find yourself a year or two in and you're going, wow, I've, I've looked back on this and I've made a few different things, you know, I've actually finished some stuff. Um, so anyway, that was a really, really like, but it was such a kind of deep question. Such a great, great, yeah, question. A so, great 
I said great. Great. Great question. Such a great question. Um, yeah. So I think that we're actually at a good place where um, we could share, like, I've been writing, writing, writing. I think we could go ahead and share top three. Okay. Yeah. Um, so do you want to start? No. You don't? No, no. You go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I actually have top two. Oh, okay. And I have one that is not to do. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, my top two in regards to how you find community and resources, right? Okay. To pursue whatever creative aspiration you have. Okay. Is, I'm going to say it again, start small. Start just do just start doing what it is you want to do if you want to journal set a goal and journal just a small amount yeah nobody has to know how long you journal it's just for you yeah nobody has to know how long you have to write it's just for you so start small and that sense of accomplishment of every day you do it you now form a habit in doing it and you have made it a priority okay my second one is what I said earlier. If you're trying to build community, look in places actually that you might overlook. So look in places where you have connections with people and maybe pursue that a little bit further. Are there are there opportunities to connect with people that you already know in ways that you hadn't connected before? Okay. And then my, um, my top one... <laughs> way Number. to sabotage yourself like sabotaging yourself and finding community and resources wait 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 what so the top like our top three is normally related to how to be successful at doing it gotcha so i only had two and so my i have one way that i think is a sabotage oh, oh i thought you were okay i thought you were saying try to sabotage your go no, ahead go no, ahead no, no. go ahead I get to share three you're saying, ideas. You're saying that this last idea, it's something you don't want to do. Correct. Gotcha. What to do, what not to do. Gotcha. Okay. So to me, a way to sabotage it is thinking that the traditional route is the only avenue to pursuing that endeavor. Yeah. So thinking a degree is the only avenue or is the avenue that's going to make you a real writer or thinking that... Um, would you call that like a a like, formal would training. you call that a, a limiting belief like it it limits you because you feel like and that that's true that's been true for me at times too because I felt like unless I was getting paid to make a movie every time I got paid to, I, then I can't be a movie maker you know I can't be a filmmaker if, unless Correct. I'm getting paid to make every movie I'm making and that it's just simply not true um and it's a hard one to leave it's a consequence so I know in the work in in my um, office, we call it, it's a consequence of like a fixed belief. Yeah, and it's just one of those things, it's hard to leave behind, but it, it is so much- attachment Yeah, but it's so liberating to finally leave something like that behind because it, especially in the case of if you have something to say, and I think that's, I, I really think that the difference between people who aren't creative and those who kind of are, are people who genuinely have something to say. Is that, am I going too far? Is that, am I pushing, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I kind of think that though. I was kind of and this is rolling in my, top, my eyes here. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, or not my, rolling my eyes, but. A little bit you were. Pondering a little. This is in my top three though. So I'm still on. 
I was just about to say that do you always have to have something to say to be a creative? Maybe you just, well, but maybe you do. I'll, it's well, a reaction to something. Well, let me put it this way. I don't think you always have to have something to say to be a creative, but I think that if you're going to create something that's going to be worth your time, especially if it's something that takes a lot of time, then it better be something where, that you damn well have something to say. And, 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 because if you don't believe in what you're saying, why the hell would anybody else? You know what I mean? Maybe you're working through figuring out what you want to say. Okay. Well, that's fine too. But that means maybe you're, you're generating, maybe you're hoping that you generate others' ideas for what they have to say and then you can react to it. Well, that's true. I think that does fit together. And the second piece to my this little rule, which is, I guess it's not, it's just a rule I follow, but mm -hmm. it's not, yeah, it's my, it's my own personal thing. Mm -hmm. But the second piece was that it, it's either a, a, a problem that I'm trying to answer um, or it's just something that has me obsessed. Whatever, whatever is. It's intriguing. It, it, and it could be, you know, think about the way astronomers look at the stars. I mean, they, can't go through life without thinking about what's happening out there and that's their they're creative as hell because they're that's all they dedicate their lives to just trying to figure out this unknown place and it's like and so to that's me that's so funny because the thing that has been boggling my mind what is i've been trying to create a gallery art wall in our guest room doing a good job on it too and it is really making me go crazy because i normally like things symmetrical yeah and in rows and columns mm. and i decided to go out on a limb and make things not line up yep. and i don't know how to do that yep so all those some, rules that you used to have they're all gone yeah so some people <laughs> like to ponder astronomy and yeah. i ponder a being asymmetrical well and it could be anything i mean honestly like i was trying to learn a little a, a little progression on the guitar the other day and it got me really obsessed for about 24 hours because i couldn't quite get it right and any anything like that means that you're doing something creative i mean if it, if it catches your mind or captures your mind in a way that holds your attention for an extended period then I would say that that's the start of being a creative person. And that means that, again, going back to what we said way, way back in episode one, there's just not really any limits on who's creative. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's a more of a mindset than it is a skill set. You know, the skill sets happen for the people who have the mindset because they're always going to do the things that they need to do to get the skills they need to have to be able to do whatever it is they that, that's they're obsessing over so um, i wasn't tracking did you get I, to I, your top three i really hit two of them i said something i said picking things that you think you picking things that are a problem that you feel like need a solution or picking something that you're super obsessed with that's two things but the third thing was to was really more in, aligned with picking people and i would say find and focus on the people who love what you create or who you love what they create and if you can find those people and really focus on those people then they can 
be your quote unquote audience whenever it's time to have an audience and you can be their quote unquote audience when they need one. And that that kind of energy feeds. It, it, it was, I heard a saying, it was like within uh, the idea of anything, it could be sports, it could be art, it could be filmmaking, whatever. But they say game finds game. And what that means is that whatever game you're good at, you're going to find somebody else who's good at that in the way that you respect. And when you find that, that there's just no substitute for it because that's when you know you've found uh, the beginnings of a, of a tribe, I guess. Well, and to tie it into Monica's question, yeah, um, you find people that you respect and you trust to share your ideas and almost commission your idea yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you have to be able to articulate clearly and have a dialogue with that person on here's what my idea is, here's what I envision, and then you got to be able to respond to what they create for you or with you and be open also. So Yeah, uh, and in Monica's specific case, like you know, that question, do you need to be the doer or the the uh ideas person it can i think it's either one i know people who are are either or and i know people who are both and um goes back to balance and i think creative very much is about the ideas i think it starts with the ideas and then it turns into what you do with those ideas um and so yeah uh, absolutely a person who just is pulling people together and getting their ideas out through other skill sets, through people who carry these different skill sets. That's absolutely a a creative person. Um, I felt like I was going to say something else about that, but I can't, I got lost. You'll probably remember it as soon as you turn off the microphone. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. Well, um, I think we've taken some twists and turns along this episode tonight. Um, Thanks, you guys, so much for sending in the questions. Like, it it generates such good conversation here. We don't record all of it, but... Yeah, and a lot of what we're doing, too, um, isn't so much the... And, and we're sorry, we wish we could just come out and have all the answers. Wouldn't that be great? Um, but uh, these questions that you guys asked are really just causing us to talk as honestly as we can about what we think on that. And, and our opinions are subject to change as well because some of those questions uh if you go far enough down the rabbit hole they're pretty pretty um heavy questions so thank you guys for that very much uh, most of the episode was tied in i think it's kind of crazy all those questions ran together as far as choosing projects and people so yeah it's so fun so um other people listening if you have burning questions please send them our way griffin.co at gmail.com um g-r-i-f-f-y-n dot c-o at gmail.com and we'd love to ponder what did you say stew and study study and and stew. stew yeah study and stew we'd love to study and stew them yeah exactly Take take something that interests you and then read as much as you can about it. Watch, consume, and then just let it kind of marinate. Yeah, marinate. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, everybody stay safe. Um, stay well. Yeah. Make good choices. Wash your hands. The list keeps growing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. May COVID avoid. Oh, no. Avoid COVID. Avoid COVID. Or may COVID avoid you. 
Yeah, one of the two. Drink yeah. some coconut water if you consume too much <laughs> red wine. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Good night. Bye.